0: This is Adam Carriker on the ticket. Position right of the quarterback, out of the shotgun, first and 20. Jail breaks screen in the air. It is tipped. It is intercepted by Carriker at the Missouri 21-yard line. Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, eight-year NFL vet and All-American defensive lineman, Adam Carriker. Shotgun snap to Everett. He's got the left arm going, and now he's got a whole lot of A 93.7 a Ticket and theticketfm.com, here's your host, Adam Carricker. Welcome, everybody, to Adam Carriker on The Ticket, the fastest hour in radio each and every week, each and every Monday from noon to 1 p.m. Central time. Come join me. Grab your lunch. Let's have some fun. Let's talk Husker sports. Let's talk Nebraska football. Let's talk sports in general. We're going to chat a little College World Series today. Each and every Monday, noon to 1 p.m. Have lunch with yours truly. It's the fastest hour in radio each and every week here on 93.7 The Ticket. we got a plethora. Fun word to say, kind of like Piscataway. I like saying Piscataway where Rutgers is in New Jersey. Plethora of things to talk about today. Nebraska got a plethora of commits, scholarship guys, walk-on guys, okay, over the past few days. I want to talk about them. I want to talk about why building a pipeline in-state recruiting-wise is important. And it's been talked about before. Okay, but I'm going to point out some some obvious things. I'm going to point out some things that just kind of annoy me, okay, when I see players from Nebraska coming into Memorial Stadium wearing that rear-end ugly Iowa jersey and throwing the bones because I don't want to see that no more. I want to see Nebraska guys throwing the bones in the face of Iowa guys, whether it's in Memorial Stadium or at Iowa on their home field and other schools as well. We're going to talk about – actually, i got a special guest today. i got a special guest every week. But Rico, the producer of this show, he does a phenomenally phenomenal job. He does a great job when he speaks with the microphone in front of his face He's an educated guy. He's fun to listen to. He's going to be joining me today at 1230, and we're going to be chatting Husker sports. We're going to be chatting about Nebraska's top in-state recruit, all right? Is he going to be coming to Nebraska? Is he going to be joining his brethren, Carter Nelson? We're going to be talking College World Series with him. I'm going to give him the chance to make fun of me if he'd like to because we're getting to know each other, okay? And I'm going to ask he can say anything he wants, All right. He can embarrass me if he'd like being the producer of this show. Like one thing I'll tell you, I sit down here usually about three minutes before we're going to record the show every week because I spend about 90 minutes prepping for this show every week. So it's always like right up against the clock. And I tend to drink a whole bottle of water. He probably thinks I'm hacking my brains out because I'm coughing so much, but it's because I'm trying to clear my throat, get mentally ready, get my whistle wet, so to speak. So that's something that he could have shared, but I just shared and I exposed myself. But it's cool. We're going to have fun with Mr. Rico. And then at the end of the show, as always, the people segment. Okay, call or text your questions. We keep track of them throughout the show. 402-464-5685. Again, call or text your questions. The last 10 minutes of this show, each and every week, is dedicated to the people's questions, the people's segment, 402-464-5685. This hour is going to go quickly. It always does. So let's light this candle. Let's start right off the top. All right. Daniel Kalen, he's been committed to Nebraska for a bit now. Right, Nebraska's 2024 quarterback commit. And I mean, Dylan Riola would have been phenomenal to have. And, you know, I'm not trying to say anything negative, anything positive, but even when we were pursuing Dylan, it would have been great to get him. It, it, my gut was just like, you know, he's, he's been to three different high schools in three different years, and now he's going somewhere else. So four different high schools in four years. So take that for however you want to take it. Take it for whatever it's worth. But Daniel Kalin is an incredibly talented guy. All right. I'm sure you're aware of that. Invited to the Elite 11 camp, so he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Been wanting to play at Nebraska. Words straight out of his dad's mouth since he was in the eighth grade. The moment the door was open, he came here. Missouri coaches were calling his parents, calling his dad, because he was in Missouri commit. What can we do? How do we keep him coming to Missouri? His dad basically said, "There's nothing you can do. He wants to go to Nebraska. He's wanted to go there for years." All right, six foot three, two hundred pounds, Bellevue West quarterback in eleven games last year, three thousand one hundred eighty-six patch yards, thirty-six touchdowns, and seven ints. And again, what do you? was invited to the Elite 11 Academy. The guy showed out. The guy has got big-time potential. He's actually helping recruit other in-state recruits and getting them to commit. All right, his high school brethren, Bellevue West right receiver duo, Davon Hall, Isaiah McMorris, are now coming to the University of Nebraska to join their high school quarterback. All right, so a little bit more about Isaiah. Number two recruit in the state of Nebraska. All right, he has 12 Current offers: Minnesota, Iowa, Kansas, Kansas State are some of the ones that I'm going to point out. You look at his wide receiver, wide receiver duo brethren that will be joining him, as well as Daniel Davon Hall, the number three recruit in the state of Nebraska. All right, he also has about 12 offers, give or take: Arkansas, Iowa, Kansas, Kansas State, etc. Now, Daniel himself, top quarterback recruit in the state of Nebraska. All right, number four overall recruit in the state of Nebraska. And one of the things that's cool to me is the chemistry that these guys are already going to have when they step foot on campus. He will have been throwing passes and practices and games and getting to know these guys for years. So when they step foot here in the University of Nebraska, they're already going to have some of that chemistry they're already going to know each other a little bit. And obviously, there's going to be guys coming in that they don't know, and they're going to get to know them. But this is a bit of an advantage. I don't have to delve into it too much. It seems kind of obvious as to why. But this is something that's pretty cool. All right. When you get teammates like this coming together to a university, especially when it's in state. All right. And when you start to look at the top five recruits in the state of Nebraska, okay, just looking at the state of Nebraska recruiting the highly. Uh, kind of ranked kids, and I do. I take rankings with a grain of salt. All right, they matter. You know, look at the co- college rankings every year. It's Georgia, it's Alabama, it's Clemson, it's Oregon, it's Oklahoma, it's all these teams that are in the college football playoff every year. Now, I take it with a grain of salt because in the past, I've talked about this before, so I'm not going to get off into the weeds on this. But just to touch on it one more time, Nebraska's out recruited just about every team in the Big Ten West, just about each and every single season. Yet we know how that's gone. So it matters. I also take it with a grain of salt because there's this thing of keeping players around. There's this thing of recruiting the right guys. There's this thing of understanding what you want the final product to be and recruiting guys that fit that final product, not just recruiting talented guys because they may come or go. Or they may not fit what you're trying to do. They may not fit the culture, the offense, the identity that you're trying to have. Well, we now have an idea. We know what our identity is supposed to be on offense. Okay, we're going to run the ball first. We're going to be physical, smash mouth. That's what we want to be. So we got to build a culture towards that. We've got to recruit players towards that. Not just talented guys, but guys that fit that mold, guys that want to be developed, guys that want to buy in. All right? I've argued for Lord knows how long. Nebraska kids are going to be more likely to do that. No, they have not grown up watching Nebraska win championships year after year after year like Nebraska kids used to. But it still matters. It still matters. You're much closer to home, so you're much less likely to leave to transfer. If you did grow up a Nebraska fan, okay, so I was born in Hastings when I was three. My dad's job took me up upstate of Washington. So I grew up worshiping Nebraska football from halfway across the country. My second favorite team was the Washington State Cougars. Why? Because Pullman, Washington was two hours away from where I grew up. With the exception of about two years out of the past 25, Washington State's been pretty god-awful. But did you hear what I said? They were still my second favorite team. There's something to be said for geographic location, okay? you're going to naturally root for teams that are closer to you way more often than not. You're going to have more loyalty. It's going to matter. Things I've talked about before. Now, when you start to look at the top five recruits in the entire state of Nebraska, we have three of the five committed. All right. The number five in-state recruit at Nebraska offensive tackle, Caleb Pyfrom from Omaha, okay, is predicted to come to Nebraska. That'd be nice. Now we got four of the five. Carter Nelson. A lot of folks think he's going to choose Nebraska. think he's going to – I was kind of hoping we'd get an announcement yesterday so I could talk about it on today's show. I haven't heard anything yet. If something happens during the show, let me know by God. But if he would commit, he he's a top 100, maybe even top 50 player in the country, according to some. You could have the top five players from the state of Nebraska coming to Nebraska. Holy Moses Malone. I'm not one of those guys that likes to – drink too much kool-aid but i do like to sip it from time to time it just makes life more enjoyable especially if it's red all right you look back and again you can see me as a former nebraska guy because i was born at hastings my entire dad's side of the family lives in aurora hastings grand island my wife's side of the entire her family farmers in western nebraska Ogallala, lake mac okay or you can see me as a guy from halfway across the country who grew up worshiping Nebraska. i halfway across the country, and I'm nothing more than a city slicker. That's okay. I'm good with, with either way, how you want to look at it. I don't want to pound the Nebraska recruiting thing too much. I just think it matters. Because you look back, 1997, on that national championship offense, nine of the starters were from the state of Nebraska. Okay, and last recruiting class this past year, the one that's officially been signed, 2023, we had the most amount of in-state recruits commit to the University of Nebraska since 1998. So obviously Matt Rule thinks this matters too. It's important to him. Okay, and so far, if you look at the top ten recruits in the state of Nebraska, how they're ranked. Again, I always take with a grain of salt. Matters, but small grain of salt. Seven out of the ten are predicted to come to Nebraska at this moment in time. All right. So to me, those are some interesting. Those are some interesting things. Things I think that matter. Don't want to blow them too out of proportion. Okay. You got the five hundred mile radius rules got connections to to Texas you got the speed guys from Florida how can you forget about some of the great players we've recruited from the state of Florida Mr Tommy Fraser comes to my mind immediately the Calabrasca movement eh, that didn't go great but that's okay how do you get better if you don't learn how do you learn if you don't make mistakes and stub your toe you go to the weight room You don't get stronger by walking around. You get stronger by lifting weights. What's that do? It tears down your muscles so they can build them back up and you become stronger. That's how you become stronger. That's how you become stronger as a program. For me, we start winning more games here in the near future. I'll have an appreciation for it. I don't think I'm alone in that. Most people would be happy just getting back to a bowl game. Hey, let's get to a bowl game. There was a point in time where getting to a bowl game was like, really, that's all we did? And it was justified at that point in time. Get back to a nine-win season? And we, we all know we fired nine-win coaches in the past. We get back to that, there's going to be an appreciation for it. Hopefully Matt Rule is the guy that can get us there. Okay? i got to be honest. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The more I learn about Matt Rule, the more I like him. At the end of the day, got to win football games. We all know that. But I like what I've seen so far. All right. Let's talk about some of these other guys that have committed recently. Also committed, Nebraska, to Nebraska, Omaha North, DB, Donovan Jones. He's also listed as an athlete, 6'185 pounds. He could be moved all over in a variety of ways in a three-three-five defense. Now, he's not quite as highly recruited as Daniel Kalen, Isaiah McMorris, or Davon Hall. But here's the deal. I've always said it's not, what, it's not who you are when you walk through the door. It's what you do once you're in the building. That's always been my attitude, okay? Player development. Matt Rule's big on player development. Now, you look at Donovan's frame. All right, he's a guy who has a good frame. Get in that weight room, get bigger, faster, stronger. I truly mean it when I say he could be moved all over the place in a variety of ways in a flexible 3-3-5 defense, depending on how he develops, how he gets in that weight room, whether he develops or does not. But that potential is there. I don't talk a lot about this, but for those that don't know, I wasn't anywhere near as highly recruited or rated as other defensive ends that came into my class. That's not a positive. It's not a negative. If you go back and look, it's just a statement of fact. I don't mean it as anything else. Okay? I was going to bust my butt. I was not going to leave. I was even lied to at one point about how many snaps I was going to play. Did not happen. But I wasn't going anywhere. Nebraska was my dream school. Uh, I don't know what this is smart to talk about. Certainly not bragging about it. But I got carted off the field, gated off the field once, maybe twice, because I passed out after throwing up after um, – maybe not being smart in my workouts as a true freshman I ran tried to run with the DB's and I did for half of it and then the other half I was um I was busy throwing up on on the field then being carted off because I passed out but I was gonna lay it all out and whether I succeeded or failed other people can judge and at that point in time my attitude was whether I was going to succeed or fail I honestly didn't know but I was going to die trying. I knew that. You want guys like that. And that's those are the types of guys that Matt Rules going after. He's made that very very clear now. Let's talk about some of the walk-ons. Walk-on fullback from Cross County, Isaac Dickey. I know a lot of people get excited when they hear that word fullback. I get excited. I'm curious to see how much he'll actually be used in the offense. I genuinely am. Again, I'm going to come back to the fact that fullbacks have just as much impact in specific situations, short is goal line, and special teams, huge in special teams. Okay? Walk-on kicker, and I practice this name. I hope I do it somewhat justice, Isaac. I'm sorry, uh, Nico. So Nico Adaminelli. Ooh, I hope I got that right. Also, walk-on quarterback from Iowa Western, Luke Longva, and walk-on wide receiver. From Washington State, Cooper Wilson. Now, Matt Rule's made no secret of the fact that he loves speed. Was it Bobby Bowden who said, Speed, you either have it or you're chasing it. It is a Bobby Bowden quote. Speed, either you have it or you're chasing it. He might know a thing or two about winning. He might know a thing or two about speed. Okay? Matt Rule loves speed, and then he loves to try to develop it and train it and coach it. Cooper Wilson's got that. They've all committed to Nebraska. All right, it's this crazy thing. It's almost like Coach Rule believes in re- recruiting good players from the state of Nebraska and developing the walk-on program. It's a bold strategy, folks. Let's see if it pays off for him. I almost said it's a bold strategy, Cotton, because I love the movie Dodgeball. It's, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. They should make a dodgeball, too, but those are just my random unnecessary sidebar thoughts. So, obviously, recruiting a state of Nebraska, in my opinion, is important. That 500-mile radius matters. You've obviously got to go beyond those borders as well to get everything that you need, whether you need speed from Florida beef from Texas, you know, that great athlete out of California that hasn't yet been been refined, maybe overlooked, maybe highly recruited, and you get them. I do think when USC and UCLA join the Big Ten, it's exciting on multiple levels, because now we are literally an east to west coast conference. We are a national conference. Uh, Obviously, the amount of money that brings in is exponential. But the other thing I love is the Big Ten had no recruiting connection to the four major recruiting states or recruiting grounds. Okay? Florida, Texas, California, Georgia, those are the top four. The Big Ten had no direct connection to them with teams in their conference. We now have a direct connection to the most populated state in all of the U.S., which is California, and one of those major recruiting grounds. So now the Big Ten is gonna be broadcast, when USC and UCLA join, across the entire country, coast to coast. We are now a national conference. We now also have ties to one of the hotbed of recruiting grounds in the country known as California. And let's be honest, the Pac-10, as it's soon to be, is hanging on. A lot of people predict it won't be around much longer. Who would have thought that when the Big 12 was just barely hanging on? The Big 12 went out and was proactive. The Pac-12, soon to be Pac-10, whether they changed their name or not, I don't know. We were the Big 10 with 12 teams at one point, and at one point, the Big 12 had 10 teams, so accuracy doesn't seem to matter, but I digress. The Pac-59,000, whatever they're going to be called, they need to be proactive. They need to do something. They ain't going to be around. The SEC, the Big 10, going to be around. The ACC is trying to figure out what they're going to do. At least half the teams in their conference, which I've talked about here on this sh- this show before. The Big 12, I mean, they're building. They're trying to do something. Something tells me a lot of those Pac-59,000 teams are going to join the Big 10 or the Big 12 eventually. So here's my point. A lot of those California kids, they're going to be less likely to look at the other so-called Pac-10 schools or whatever you want to call them, Pac-12 schools. And they're going to look to the traditional Big Ten powers. And, yes, we have struggled as of late, but if you were to list out the top ten college football programs of all time traditionally, we have to be in the top ten somewhere. I don't know if you put us top five due to recent struggles and things of that nature, but we're definitely top ten. And so that's going to be appealing, especially if Matt Rule can kind of start get us going in the right direction and start by just getting us to a frickin bowl game this year then build on that all right? so we got a commercial break coming up here in just a few minutes and then I'm going to be joined by the one the only Rico and I'll give him a proper introduction once he joins us keep sending me your questions your comments your concerns your thoughts whatever they are Call or text 402-464-5685 I'll say it slower because I was a little bit fast Alright, call or text 402-464-5685 and at the end of this fastest hour in radio each and every week, the last 10 minutes is dedicated to the people's questions for the people's segment. Alright, Rico's not only coming on to do an interview, the man's keeping track of the people's questions as well. He's doing like double or triple duty today. But these last couple of minutes, minutes before we go to the break, I want to talk about three quick things. The importance of building a pipeline recruiting wise in state. I've I've kind of spent a lot of this first time talking about that. But I kind of alluded to it earlier. Okay, people tend to go where the people they know before them went. So if we can get a lot of these high school kids from the state of Nebraska and repair that relationship that was not so great between coaches at the university and the high school coaches and our high school programs along the state, if we can repair that all of a sudden Nebraska kids are going to look to come here first, and I will never, ever, hopefully, ever have to see another former Nebraska high school player come to the Memorial Stadium throwing the bones in our house at us. I didn't. If you haven't noticed, that stuck with me from all those years ago, and there's other players I could point out, but building that pipeline is important. The importance of building up the walk-on program. I feel like people talk about the importance of the walk-on program, but then the walk-on program hardly ever gets talked about. That's why I wanted to talk about those guys today. I wanted to point out one of them is a sprint champion from his home state, Washington state. That matters. All right. Outside Nebraska's weight room, they've got the all Americans up on the wall pictures. They've got the captains from past years up on the wall. They've also got this section dedicated to walk-ons. Walk-ons who went on to be all-Americans, walk-ons who went to win national championships, walk-ons who went on to be drafted into the NFL. If you haven't seen it, it's not a small list. I should actually count the exact number at some point. It's a large list. The next time I'm there, I will count it and I will I will relay that number on this on this program here. But I every time I walk up and down that hallway I always look at the names on that walk-on list because it's impressive to me. Some of my best friends from when I played were walk-ons. My wife, okay, she's the sister of a walk-on. Jeff McBride was a walk-on DN. Him and I became really good friends, and that's how I met my wife, Angie. Even to this day, those are the guys I tend to keep in contact probably the most, all right? The last thing I want to talk about before we head to this here commercial break, the importance of our head coach being visible throughout the state of Nebraska. Now, I'm not saying this has to be this way. Matt Rule is clearly made in an emphasis and a point to be out and amongst the people. I feel like, especially Facebook, Twitter too, I should do more things on Instagram. I haven't posted, I don't know, 10 years. I had a marketing guy back in the day. I didn't want the Instagram. He made me get it. So he posted, like my last post from like 10 years ago and it's something he put up. Anyways, I digress. Not important. I feel like every time I get on Facebook, there's somebody posting a picture with Matt Rule. Here's why that's important. Beyond recruiting, beyond everything else, I feel like it brings the whole state of Nebraska into being a part of the program. Bo Pelini was a a great coach. Okay, I asked Jared Crick last week, should he have been fired or not? It was a question I just thought, you know, Jared would would give a good answer to because he played for him. But Bo didn't have the best relationships with some people in the state, despite being a great football coach. Okay, Mr. Scott Frost, you know, he wasn't always, you know, visible, Liked, liked to be a little bit more private. And every coach is different, that's cool. But when you have a coach who's willing to be out there and be and be active with the people and have his picture taken with the people of the state of Nebraska, it makes everyone feel like they're a part of the program. Because at times over the years, it's felt like it's been the program versus the media, maybe, or the program versus an AD or the program versus this or that. It's much better for us to all be brought together than we all feel a part of the program. Just my thoughts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.